0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: You're listening to The Wes and Walker Show. I've got another restaurant we haven't talked about, too. Let me just throw out a little sagebrush for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's Wes
2: Sagebrush. They used to be in Winston, too. Shout out to Cactus Jacks in uh, Winston-Salem. And
1: Walker. What it's makes no me laugh is Fitty being so seduced by somebody's of these restaurants. <laughs> right. Let me throw Sagebrush. Oh, my God. <laughs> Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM did, uh, Throw the peanuts. Yes, Walker. Sagebrush. Yeah. was a jam-packed 40 minutes of radio last hour of the week wesson walker sports radio 92.7 wfnz people loved the dan patrick interview we loved it too absolutely loved it that was really cool highlight of wesson walker you can go check it out again on the website wfnz.com wesson walker podcast tab very easy to find we'll put that out and we'll tweet it out on our socials Follow us on Twitter, at Wes and Walker, at Wes Bryant underscore 72, at Walker Mail, and at HTB underscore Josh. A lot of people loved hearing the Sports Center commercials. I think Dan Patrick liked going down memory lane on that as well. Discussed that with the first one. He did,
2: man. He was rolling. I
1: thought he was going to give us two or three more. Well, what was great is that he gave us the origin story. Grant Hill. That's a fun trivia question. The first athlete that ever appeared in a sports center commercial, Grant Hill is the answer. With the fantastic I never knew that but I did know that. Crazy. Crazy, right? Fantastic Detroit Pistons jersey back in the day. Fitty, your love of the Pistons and I believe those jerseys, mm-hmm. but also the possible hatred or the definite hatred of Grant Hill. What is your love of that commercial, or is there a hatred of it?
3: It makes a lot of sense that Grant Hill was the first guy to do because he's always rehabbing from an injury because you can't trust a dookie to stay healthy for eighty two Hey', hey. You're
1: gonna go after the guy's knees, huh. I mean... That's what we're doing. Okay. What
3: did you expect? It's Grant Hill.
1: And, and it's you. I don't know <laughs> what I expected from you. <laughs> You're right. So, I was
2: going to give you guys a hard time about that and say, what What did you guys do? Go back and watch it on YouTube because I felt like you guys were probably watching Blue's Clues or something like that. Oh, no. You, know, you probably didn't know about the Sports Center commercials.
1: In the words of Wes, don't ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blues well, y'all were young bucks. No, no, not for you. I didn't oh, the like that clues. reaction to Blue's Clues. If you want to talk about Steve, if you're going OG Steve, then you need to stop yourself right now because that is a OG of Nickelodeon Jr. Nick Jr., damn it. Fitty, we are not going to be out here slandering Steve and Blue's Clues, one of the best pre-case uh, shows of all time.
3: This, this happens the day after we identified you as a Rick and Morty character, and I cannot love you more because Blue's Clues... Was goaded. And if you're going to sit here and talk bad about Blues. Oh, no. Okay, okay. No. Okay. No. And it feels like Wes wants to F around and find out when he's slandering on Blues Clues right now because that's that's not going to happen, Wes. Look, you go enjoy your sewer rats. Blues Clues was a goaded cartoon for those of us Wait, I'm sorry. growing up.
1: We have, we have, Fitty has found a way to pin Blues Clues, <laughs> right. the Nick Jr. show, against Master Splinter, the man that made turtles into ninjas. Right. I love Blues. I just went in for Blues Clues. I can't say that Blues Clues would ever win in a fight against Master Splinter. I you You have now had, you have found a way for me to back away from the Blues Clues. Ninja Turtle fight. It's awful, man. How are you feeling about it?
2: I mean, I don't like I said, this is a guy that loves high school musical, so that automatically negates any slander for Ninja Turtles for me. I mean, you know, it just what's the old phrase goes in one ear and out of the other?
1: I think that is the phrase. Yeah. Uh we'll ask the question that Wes asked too, Dan Patrick. Favorite sports center commercial. We had a couple. We had somebody write in the Manning brothers. Oh, yeah when they're good. touring. Yeah. Especially I think Dan nailed it on the head when he talked about the subtlety of the humor because there are so many little things that you pick up on mm-hmm. where they're talking about the toughest NHL players while they're putting on makeup and it's oh yeah, you got, a, you got a little spot that you're missing. That's fantastic. Albert Pujols, the machine. I think of him yes. putting together the copier, not being able to figure it out. Kevin Garnett and the Boston three party. Yes. Scott Van Pelt. I thought Paul Pierce was, I thought Kevin Garnett was great in that one. There was so many, the LeBron James with the
2: chair. Yeah,
3: it's the best.
2: Uh, Larry Fitzgerald with the, uh, when he's walking down the hallway. Oh, I've got one.
1: I've got one. Yeah, I want to hear everybody that text in, you know, tell us what your favorite uh, sports center commercial is, 704 570
2: David Ortiz might be my favorite.
1: That one's great. Wally. Um, (laughs) My favorite one is Arnold Palmer. All subtlety. When they're watching him mix the tea and l- the lemonade, and then they say, did you see that? Incredible. That's one of my favorites as well. <laughs> the
2: duck sitting by the window. Stone Cold Steve Austin for the wrestling heads.
1: Yeah, so Jimmy Coffey wrote in, the Stone Cold Steve Austin commercial is the GOAT. Uh, there is NASCAR Brad right again, the one where Scott Van Pelt steals LeBron's chair. Good luck finding your chair, yeah, LeBron. LeBron. He's like, yeah. you sure? He's like, you sure? That's not my chair? then when he said, okay. Uh, horse show dad. Hip hip Jorge for all you Yankees fans out there. I like that one. It's just funny we all Oh wait, no, this one might be goaded. Two five two. I think you win. John Clayton, the late, the great John Clayton. Yeah. Oh yeah. Listening Fine. to Slayer with or with the Slayer t shirt and eating Lomain in his bed. Mm-hmm. I'm done
3: with my segment, Mom! Yeah. Oh, so
1: good. God, he would that might be the best one. Steve Irwin in the Florida Gator. That one's also fantastic.
2: Yours on one list was actually the, the name, the best one, the Arnold Palmer. It's Wake so good. Forest,
1: man. Wake Forest. It's so good. Uh, Yeah, with the subtlety. Let's just keep going. We only got a couple minutes left so we can get. But we've been so off track because Dan Patrick we took long and you don't. You don't kick Dan Patrick off the airway.
2: Yeah, man. So. And, and it's great we talked about that. We brought the Stone Cold in because I also uh, wanted to get in, too, man, real quick for the wrestling fans that, that the big news had uh, dropped yesterday.
1: What is, is the big news? Okay? Just that uh, – <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That,
2: that, that uh, SmackDown is leaving – Fox and going to USA in October of 2024 and Raw and NXT is leaving USA and they are currently shopping it and that's going to be on this new network debuting in September of 2024. Man, so lots of change with the WWE. A lot of people got released yesterday as well. Mm. I mean, I know when you guys talk about tennis okay. and baseball and stuff like that, so I figure I get in the boxing. And the wrestling for the wrestling heads.
1: I just there. feel like we went from I don't know how to make of it and like if it's changing to then a lot of people got released and then we kind of ended on that note, which yeah. isn't great. So it's not
2: great, man. You know, you didn't want to see it, but the uh So what does it no, mean?
1: You know, let's dive in. What does it mean? Well
2: it the- just basically means that, you know, it's wild because Raw debuted on USA, so it's always been there. So that's gonna be very interesting. And then also with their deal taking SmackDown to USA. Uh, they're in with NBC Universal. They're going to debut four specials uh, per year that will be on NBC. That's going to be like primetime main event type stuff on the linear NBC channels, man. So that's going to be pretty cool.
1: All right. So there is your wrestling update from one West <laughs> Brian. And we'll continue to read some of these texts rolling in because a lot of people finding oh, the real- New Jersey
2: devil was great. That was great.
1: New Jersey devil. In <laughs> so the- which way you going? So, yes, the New Jersey Devil in the elevator. They're going to look to get on. The Devil's on there. They said, no, we'll catch the next one. <laughs> that one's a fantastic commercial. We'll come back. we got plenty more to get to. It's Wes and Walker. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken. Buttery bun. Unmatched pickle to chicken ratio.
0: Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
1: And Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. One more segment to go before we kick it to Kyle Bailey. Still have the top 10 players to rank. We'll get to that in just a moment. Mm. Also looking at the Carolina Panthers, their game, what kind of confidence we have going into this weekend. It should be... Tough sledding for the Carolina Panthers. I'm hoping the offense can come around, Wes. What kind of confidence level do you have in the offense actually figuring it out more so than they have the first two weeks?
2: Uh, I'm going to be 100, not a lot, because I think that Bryce Young, with what I think of him and what I feel like he can do, we saw the chart that came out that he was the best in the league at throwing into open windows. They just haven't been any because the receivers aren't getting open. I don't feel like Andy Dalton's coming in and it's going to be the elixir, so to speak. Uh, I'll hold out hope that maybe they can, but I don't have much.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping that the offensive line can perform better against the defensive line. That isn't too scary. If you look at what the defensive line has done so far, they've only had a couple of sacks. They haven't allowed a lot of rushing yards, but they also haven't played rushing attacks or teams that identify as a run-first team. They played against the Rams, who still had Cam Akers a part of that mix before he got traded. To the Minnesota Vikings, where somebody tweeted what I thought was accurate, saying the Vikings are about to have an incredible running back mid-off between Alex Madison (laughs) and Cam Akers. So that was a guy that was still featured in that offense, and now he's moved on. That was a game where Seattle actually got beat down pretty badly in that game against the Rams. Second game, they beat Detroit. They're back on track, but... Detroit also throwing the football a lot more than they are running the football. So if Carolina has the run-first identity, helping Andy Dalton, now that he is going to be starting in place of Bryce Young, officially out of this game, not going to be partaking, going to be his first game that he's missed due to injury. Hopefully he can come back sooner rather than later. Maybe they can get some confidence in this game. And then... Bryce Young can continue it as we move on. So we'll see. 704-570-9610. Feel free to text in, share your thoughts and comments. It's time now to go to the rankings. The top 10 players in this game between Carolina and Seattle. Wes, the top three. We'll go 3-3-3-3, and then we'll end on four at the very end of this thing. So when you look at the top three players featured in this game, Who are the first three you got for us?
2: Well, I was going to say since uh, I started off last time, you could. But I will go ahead and start. You can still say it if
1: you want to. (laughs) If you're going to say I was going to say it and then actually did. I can still go. No, no, no. No no doubt about it.
2: I'm going to start this game off for you. All right. So when I look at the top three players in this football game, man, this is tricky because you want to start out with a guy like... Of Brian Burns, but I'm not sure that he's going to play. So I'm going to go off of the guys that I think uh, are going to play in this football game. So number one, I am going to go with Geno Smith. Uh, I think when he had the season that he had last year, coming out there putting up the numbers he did, and he's already kind of back at it already. So I'm going to go with Geno Smith uh, to start off the festivities. Then number two, I'm going to go uh, with the OG. In this game. Well, okay. This was tough a little bit because I want to kind of go with Bobby Wagner. I mean, he's still a baller, but this defense is horrid. So I'm going to go with Derek Brown. Number two, if Brian Burns doesn't play. So I'm okay. going to go with him. Number two. And then for number three, this is tricky because DK could play. He could not. So that, that's another added element to this game.
1: We can just act it if they're questionable. You, you want to go
2: even field then? Or you want to just go with who right now is slated to play? I'm going to go with who's slated to play. That's what i do. Final answer. And then number three um, in this football game, I'm going to go with Frankie Louvu. Frankie Louvu is playing really good football right now. So you now. have Gino, Gino Louvu, Derek Brown.
1: Geno Louvu, Derek Brown. Or Derek, or Brown. Derek
2: Brown two, Louvu three.
1: Yes. Gotcha. I've got Derek Brown number one. I think he's playing that well. Okay. And I, I know Brian Burns did not have near the game in the second contest that he did the first and Brian Burns actually started out well, right? It was the pressure on the outside that led to Derek Carr. I think there was a sack. I think Frankie Luvo actually ended up finishing it. So I think that's what happened with help from Brian Burns, but certainly wasn't as impactful as he was in the first half of that game against Atlanta where he was going crazy. Give me Derek Brown. Then I'm gonna go Brian Burns because of the pedigree that we've seen from him over the past couple of seasons, and then I'll go Luvu. I'm starting off with three Panthers, and they're all on defense. And I, in the Seattle offense. Don't you worry, Seahawks fans, if you're out there.
2: So I take it you disagree with my choice of Geno Smith so much to the point where I had Derek
1: Brown going on one. No, I love Geno. I'm just not going to put him above Derek Brown, even though I think Geno Smith is a very good player and has shown that he'll be on this list, but I'm going with three defenders from the Carolina Panthers that I think are really valuable that side of the ball. Like we trust them. They've done a good job except for stopping the run at times against Atlanta. Stopping Taysom Hill was a problem in the week two game. Yes, no doubt. So that's still a little bit of an area of concern. But those are three guys that I really like in this football game. And then we'll get to the offensive side in the next three. So that's what I've got right now. Derek Brown, Brian Burns, Frankie Louvu coming in, played an excellent game against the Saints.
2: All right. So then with my next few guys, uh, just looking at it, and I know they only have two sacks. But from an analytical standpoint, I'm going to go with Uchenna Nwosu from the Seattle Seahawks currently rated as the the 22nd best edge in the league right now uh, I'm going to go with him then I'm going to go with Bobby Wagner currently rated 11th uh, in the league the OG uh, Bobby Wagner we know that even though this defense may not be playing uh, that fantastic we know what Bobby Wagner represents as an individual talent and then after that I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett because uh, he's dangerous and especially if DK Metcalf does not play then Lockett Lockett is the guy that you want to lock in on to ball some of you guys uh, dad jokes right there so I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Lockett
1: yeah I, the thing about Bobby Wagner I thought about having him number three so if you look at Bobby and what he's done the last couple of seasons Wes there's really no reason to bring him down honestly if you will allow me to change it the more I look at it I think I need to have Bobby ahead of Frankie Louver <laughs> especially okay. if we're going at the same position because okay. he he was graded first last year Yeah, yeah. it's not like he's getting worse you could bring him up and up and up on this list and it probably would be correct to have him number one bobby wagner has been excellent he was excellent last year he comes back home to seattle so yeah i'll actually move wagner up at number three i'll bring luvo down to number four and this is where i get to seattle's offense i'm gonna go the wide receiver duo back to back Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf. Okay, okay. I've got Tyler Lockett, who has scored a touchdown in what was a million games in the last, you know, the second half of last year. And D.K. Metcalf, who has been, you know, very good as a, even though J.C. Right, Horn you- got the best of them, but I still like D.K. Metcalf a lot.
2: Okay. You're doing a little mixing and matching there because, okay, so I guess you're going off the premise of even playing field people playing because I would have had D.K. Metcalf much higher had he not been listed as a guy that could probably be out in this game, even though PFF has him in the lineup because PFF kind of has the lineups as is based off injury report. So,
1: man, I think if I just I went with Burns and and Metcalf, if that's fi- like I said, with if they're questionable, I'm playing them like that's fine. If unless okay. they're listed no, no, out. No. So that's if you want Metcalf out. No, I'd probably- no, 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 no. Keep them. I'm going to go
2: back and retroactively put DK at one. So then that moves everyone down a slot. So, yeah, we can proceed. You want me to proceed with my next three or the next four? Next four. All right. uh, My next three are going to be – next four are going to be – well, I said Tyler Lockett, correct, at seven. Uh, Then I have Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods, man, when you look at PFF, his grade is looking pretty good right now. Top 10 safety. He's sitting there at an 86. So I'm going to go with Xavier Woods. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to give some love to a guy I've been a little bit uh, tough on thus far. I'm going to go with Justin Houston. Uh, He's starting to play a little bit of football. And he's been making some plays for the Panthers as well. So I'm going to put him in there. And then... With a caveat, he could have been higher. Not sure if he's going to play or not. Not sure how hurt he is, but I'm going to show some respect to Tariq Woolen.
1: Okay, so Tariq Woolen, he is on my list as well. I go Geno, the next spot on my list. Okay. Tariq Woolen is after Geno Smith. He comes in at number eight on the list. Justin Houston, number nine. Taylor Mote, number 10.
2: Okay, we know you love Taylor Mote. <laughs> yeah. We know you love I him. I want to do it. No, okay. I
3: to put Taylor Mote in there at number 10. <laughs> we did, know you love him. Did you watch? You watched
1: Monday's game, right? You mean the one, the game where he didn't allow a sack? Yeah, yeah. but Against did Cameron you, Jordan. But the did he that look did, did he look good? In the run-blocking game, he definitely did. Oh and in the passing-blocking game, he looked – look, this is the thing about – He T- was serviceable in the pass-blocking game. He I, was I, serviceable. I give him that that does it get you a top ten. Wes – or tell me who you were going to put over him with all the other available players. I'm listening.
3: I mean, I would have found somebody else. Okay. <laughs> before ah. I would have put... Ta- Dude, right tackles in, in the NFL. it's, all, right, probably so the it's most- all about right tackles. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel one of those fitty black-and-white <laughs> statements coming. What were you about to say? Right tackles what? It's one of the most replaceable positions in football. I can go find you a better right tackle off the street. Damn. Than I could. Pro- I mean, Leo Collins, who is right now unemployed, still probably a better that right tackle
2: like a- than Taylor Mote. That sounds like a social media video. Put 50 and mm-hmm. right tackle because you do know a lot of teams. Now, granted... Obviously, in football, they always looked at as one of the, the lesser guys on the line. But still, you need to have somebody over there that's a dude. Because uh, if you watch these games recently, you see Nick Bosa. He mixes it up, lines up over the right tackle sometimes. Uh, also, Cam Jordan was lined up over Taylor Moten as well, man. So it's no easy task over there. You're not grabbing a guy off the street.
3: Yeah, I mean, the problem is is the more I watch Taylor Moten, he reminds me of Walker in the lunch line in middle school. Dude getting bullied left and right. Dang. Yeah. God, that was good. I got you back. That was pretty good. I must, I must. You had it coming after what you did earlier in the show, man. Getting yeah. bullied in the lunch line yeah. at school? like basically saying
1: you were getting your lunch money taken. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, he had to have been. No, Fit, this seems like somebody speaking from experience. There's- oh, no. <laughs> that, was- was- that was awfully specific of an example to go to, to the point where like we're all raising our eyebrows. Wait, did Fiddy actually get bullied in the lunch line at school? Because that was extremely specific, and now I worry about you.
3: No, I did not get bullied, but... You, you had it coming because we haven't addressed the disrespect you, you threw my way when we brought Jack Taylor on. I'd put him as number one intern
1: if we were doing intern lists right now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get your man. Poke, poke, poke. I don't <laughs> stop. I keep
1: going. Poke, poke, poke. <laughs> That's our top 10 list. Uh, Casey, Steve didn't have high hopes for this. He said, hater said you had a horrible take,
3: fitting. Welcome about, to Weston Walker. About, <laughs> about right tackles.
1: About right tackles. Casey, Steve said this will be the most cringeworthy top 10 yet. Said that as soon as we were starting to go down the list. Um, we're rolling. We're rolling. 919 said the disrespect to someone donned the red rifle in the NFL. Yeah, no Andy Dalton on this Yeah, list. I mean, if Andy Dalton year. was a starter,
2: <laughs> I would have put him in there. But the fact that he's a, a backup at this point, I couldn't put him in the top 10.
1: You had Geno number one?
3: Yeah. No, I got DK. DK up there. And then Geno, too? And then Geno, yeah. Okay, I never want to do it on the air. Can we start doing the list from ten down to one? Yeah, I like I like that idea too. We can do that. We're always evolving here at Wes and Walker.
1: Here's what I want to know, because we always you're going to have the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the quarterback of the team of the top on the top ten, like mm-hmm. and probably in the top five. So we now add Geno Smith, who I think is a very good quarterback, mm-hmm. especially with what he did last year. Who's better between Geno, Derek Carr? Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff. Oh, good lord. All okay. of the five QBs. Well, these are the QBs that, I mean, you love them and we disagree on all of them. Okay. Gino, Jimmy. Who are the other guys you said? So, Kirk Gino Cousins. Smith, yep. Gino Smith, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Carr. Kirk Cousins. Uh, there is a Jared Goff reference in there as well. So, I think there's five. and I, So Andy, these are basically
2: quarterbacks that you think are mid. And two above average.
1: Okay. And that are going to be in the top ten on any list that you have if the Carolina Panthers are playing them.
2: All right. Okay. Well let's um you want me to just hash this out to the people as I as I go
1: through it in my head All right. I feel man, honestly, like
2: this oh, is I'm your, ready to go now. You're
1: your half the show. I feel like this segment, you've been asking me, do we count this? Man, this is your world. Okay. ISO, right. ISO, here's the basketball. We'll let the world work through However, this one with you, me. you play with the basketball as much as you want to. It's ISO. It's your world. Okay. All right, I'm going to start with Kirk Cousins,
2: one, because Kirk always puts up nasty numbers. So I'm going to go with him. All right, we know the playoff stuff, whatever. But Kirk Cousins always puts up guardy numbers. I think sometimes his failures are a byproduct of his team and not necessarily himself, even though he's got some culpability
1: as well. So Fiddy go already, uh, already has his hand over his face. That's fine. Fiddy can go there.
2: But the numbers speak for themselves. He he puts up guardy numbers. He, he basically gets out the bed and throws for 4,000 yards every year. So uh, we'll go with him. Okay at number one number two woo it's a little tough i'm gonna go with jared Goff. i'm gonna pay him respect to the player that he's become he's taking a team to a super bowl as well that's your boy too fitty so i'm gonna go with him at two uh number three man he'll hurt your heart in the end but i'm gonna go with jimmy g man no. jimmy G's a baller he's taking the niners to the super bowl and he was one of the reasons oh, for your boy he Derek wasn't just Carter. riding yeah he wasn't just okay. riding the coattails jimmy g can play some football. Like I said, he'll just make the critical mistake. He's a baller, but he'll make the critical mistake. Four, I'm gonna go with Derek Carr off the strength of his career. Uh he's been to four Pro Bowls and he's a guy that also is a walking thirty five hundred to four thousand. Gino man, I put him last even though last season was very dominant by him, but like I said, you got really one phenomenal season out of him since he's been in the league pretty much, uh, even though
1: he's really turned his career around. All right. Yeah. Oh, nice
2: I, and concise.
1: I would have put Geno Smith above a couple of those guys. I'm sure you would have. Okay. Okay. You would have put Geno Smith last yes, on Yes, he's
3: had one really good year.
1: That's, one. Well, that's true. But also, Geno Smith had a better year last year, I think. Jared Goff with Ben Johnson, like, it's the scheme a lot. He, he's had, that, you well. had that, he, he had, had the back third longest conference.
3: streak without throwing a pick in NFL history, dude. Oh, yeah. That, he, that, it, it was the scheme? When
1: Fitty goes dude. <laughs> and then mocks me in that kind of voice. Yeah. I know I have reached a deep personal place of hurt for him, uh-huh. where it's not about normal radio anymore. He's now trying to do anything he possibly can to get. Go this ahead. Personal. I'm ready for the Jimmy G slander, though, because I he know have gonna been be. one. he's coming. You saving that up for him? How was he not one? Oh wow!
3: He, he took be- the Niners to the Super Bowl.
1: So Jared Goff did too. How's Jared Goff not one? Oh my! He would have been too. But no, hold on. Notice how notice your level of passion. <laughs> yeah, your argument about Jimmy Garoppolo going to one Super Bowl—it
3: mm-hmm. was ridiculous. That and a couple, of NFC, and a couple of NFC title games. And a couple of NFC title games. And so
1: Jared Goff going into the playoffs and also reaching the Super Bowl—that's why he's number two. Yes. Okay. I just want well, to make sure. and,
3: I mean I mean and that that interception streak that he was closing in on the, the territory owned by Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. I mean come mm-hmm. on man y'all really y'all really dump on Kirk Cousins, though. I mean He's distinguished the did- last
2: 4 years. <laughs> He's this generation's Roma. Over, over 4,000 yards. No less than 29 touchdown passes. The other seasons were 30 or better. He's only got one season with more than 14 interceptions. The other season was 13, and then he went in 2021, 33 touchdowns to seven picks, man. Kirk Cousins gets it in. Career 67% passer, 258 touchdowns, man. Kirk Cousins gets it in. I'm just saying statistically. He's not a winner. Kirk gets it in. He's not a winner. He's been to the playoffs several times, but I said I'm not going to put all of the playoff failures on Kirk.
1: You said gets it in a little too much for comfort on this show. Okay. <laughs> yeah, i said that a lot with. But yeah,
2: now nah, <laughs> nah, I'm ready for your Jimmy G slander, man. Let's get it. I know I, it's career two to one interception a touchdown ratio, 67% passer, like Fitty said. Been to a couple of NFC
1: title games. Mm-hmm. Been to a Super Bowl. So if if we value guys rolling out of bed and throwing for four thousand yards, something that Jimmy Garoppolo has never done, then how are we going to hold him? Well, he's him been in such injured a lot, though.
2: Well, that's he, part of it. Well, what about when he's not? When he's not, he's balling. What are we talking about? What you want to go the to last 3 seasons, 20 I touchdowns said, to 12 picks, 16 touchdowns to four picks in 7 games. What are we talking about?
1: I'm I so we're talking about 4000 yards because mm-hmm. I said 4000 okay. and you talked about how much you value it. All right. And he hasn't done it.
2: Okay, he came close in 2019. He had 3978. Then he had 3810 in 2021.
1: And so are the excuses for him this year going to be because he's with the Raiders? No, I mean, he's. Uh, yeah, the Raiders are pretty dysfunctional, man. Well, did you lie. look at the stat that line and then decide to roll with that? No. No, I had to no, think no, about it for it a minute. I'm, I'm looking at them numbers. I'm calling it out. Three touchdowns this is and happened. three picks. Let me. <laughs> you were about to look at the stat line. <laughs> In defense of Jimmy Garoppolo, you saw the stat line and said, oh, wait, I'm going to take that excuse with no, the Raiders I was, organization. I was just thinking about that it. Exactly I wanted to make what sure. We saw a I out. wanted to make and sure. Look at you laughing. No,
2: I wanted to make sure. That I was Whoa! gonna speak from a place of knowledge. <laughs> He's still
1: completing seventy two percent of his passes. Uh, and you wanted to look at his stat line. I and had say, to make sure. Look, his stat line is good. Oh, it's not. Uh, the Raiders are a bad organization. Jimmy is not bad, Carolina I Mike. You, I caught you red handed. <laughs> I exposed you. And we need to move on to the only, I think, Fetty Flash of the day. <laughs> or maybe the first one. I'm not sure. The melee in here. What you got for us, Fiddy? Yeah, the show's getting wild, man.
3: <laughs> Fitty. I caught some strays for being a potential bully in the lunch line. Shrappy. Of course, Fitty didn't get bullied in the lunch line. Look at him, bruh.
1: I don't know what that means.
3: He's calling me fat. <laughs> I just caught Wait, it. Shrappy, when you try to he show up to work tomorrow to run the FC game, when your key card does not work and we're not on the air... You have that text to blame, and then Casey Steve said, "You see, Papa Fitty, no one bullied that man."
1: Hey, Daddy can't save you, man. Ain't no way anybody was bullying him.
3: And then and I'll get, I, did, I went high pitch. No. Then I went high pitch yelling at Walker, and he said, "Never mind." That high pitch was bully for sure. You you went into
1: a real personal place of saying, "Dude," and also <laughs> trying to mock me and how stupid I sound. <laughs> <laughs> like I I triggered you very deeply with something I did not realize had that kind of effect on you.
3: More importantly, not only is Bryce Young out for Sunday, so is Anthony Richardson. We need to do some spy radio on Indianapolis to see if the Colts fan base is Ooh. freaking out the same oh, way. I bet you. Our I fan base you. is here in Charlotte. I
1: bet you they are. But there's going to be the solace in that he's looked good and when he's played. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. He has looked good. I mean, he has. I've liked what I've seen.
2: He stopped taking those hits, though.
1: All right, what a wild segment. A lot of dysfunction. I'll be honest. A lot of dysfunction. That's what we we do, man.
2: We make dysfunctional functional on Wes and Walker.
1: Week that was. Walk off. Wes and Walker, pick them. Lots of W's. Let's hit it. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Anytime we talk about quarterbacks, it will continue during the break. It is going to happen. Whether it be middle-of-the-road quarterbacks that I think are middle-of-the-road and Wes Bryan has middle-of-the-road quarterbacks in the top 10, we will debate about it during the break. And Fiddy will also get really angry at some of this stuff that happens as well. It's Wes of Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. We got a lot to get to in the last segment these days with us doing Pick'Em this year. 10 and 5 all across the board. Wes, Walker, Fitty. All of us. We are 10-5 and five after picking through this point into the season. We still need to figure out if there's going to be a punishment for whoever finishes last. Haven't figured it out yet. Maybe we can do that before we actually get to the end of the regular season. Time now for the week that was here on Wes and Walker.
3: Um, Wes said in the last segment that Wes and Walker is the show that makes dysfunction function. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, I think this week was a really good example of that. I'm going to compliment you, Walker. Thank you. After today, your interviewing skills really highly regarded in my eyes. But they took a turn for the positive even more so on Tuesday when you asked Willie P the hard-hitting questions we all (laughs) wanted to know. (laughs) Willie,
1: what kind of candy would fall out of you if we beat you like a pinata? (laughs) <laughs>
3: uh jolly, Ran- jolly
1: ranchers uh benny reese's uh i would say maybe a- an almond joy would, you know no bounds. so Oh, you, you had me wanting to, be, to experiment a little bit Until you got to the Almond Joy Or the Mounds Maybe I know you said no Mounds But anyway Jolly Ranchers <laughs> Reese's Sign me up That's Willie Pinata On the Body Works Plus
3: guest hotline <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know what kind of candy Would pop out of me If you beat me with a bat
3: Well yours would just be frozen ice cream If, if that was possible right? That's no, true
1: Yes I would be a I, I, would, see that. I would be a ice cream machine If you beat me like that Milky Ways Probably some Twix Twix is my favorite. Really? Cookie Crunch. You can't beat it. Caramel. Mm. Everything about Twix, especially when you get the king size and you have four big pieces of Twix candy bar. That's exactly what would come out. I had a good brownie sundae last night. So good. What's the next highlight you got for us, Fiddy? All
3: right. So, you know, Wes or Walker, your interview skills, they turned in the positive. I think Wes really gained... A fraction of the Panthers fan base this week. As our guy, we've been together almost a year. The foul line's been a staple pretty much since we got put together. Our guy went nuclear. Mm-hmm. N- n- nuclear. Nuclear.
1: Yeah, nuclear. that's the George Bush way of saying it. Nuclear yeah. is the way to do it. Yeah,
3: now. the new. Nu- yeah, whatever. <laughs> on the uh, on the Panthers fan base after their criticisms of Bryce Young.
2: He's a rookie. He's gone mistakes he's gonna throw behind some guys he's gonna have some times where you scratch your head that's a rookie are y'all forgetting about peyton manning leading the league in interceptions his first year what would you have said if peyton manning was the quarterback of this team and threw 28 interceptions trevor lawrence didn't look spectacular when he came into the league there's been a lot of quarterbacks that's come into the league and struggled in that first whole season You're talking about two games, and you talking about he's not ready. Come on, y'all. Watch the game. You text me a quarterback that's going to come in and take this offense to top 10 in the league. I'll wait. That's enough. Cut that music
3: off. (laughs) Did you get any text, Wes, of a quarterback that could come in and do a better job?
2: I did not. I didn't get any text. I didn't see much on the text line either.
1: No, there was not.
2: A lot of love <laughs> on the text line for that rant. It
1: was glorious. Whether it was the first foul line rant or the second foul line rant, both were excellent. Any other highlights you wanted to get to, Fitty?
3: We got one more. Um, somehow, someway, Matt Rule still has a presence on the show. And you asked the question of what was the most embarrassing Matt Rule moment from his time as the Carolina Panthers head coach. And we
1: start talking about cracks. Um, you drafted Thomas Fletcher to replace J.J. Jansen. You don't think he's elite. You coming, bro? You coming, bro. That's, is that the most embarrassing video clip of Matt Rule? I know there's a I, decent amount to choose from. The one that of one's him, bad.
3: The one of him doing the t- showing the drill, how to do the tackling dummy, and his butt crack showed. <laughs> that might be the all-time worst. Wow. <laughs> because hey, look, if you're a winning head coach, I'll gladly see your crack. I don't want to see the crack of a losing head coach. There are a few <laughs> quotes on the
1: wall. <laughs> <laughs> We have one from the late, great Jerry V. You're only as good as your second and third tier. We have one from me. Spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. We have one from Colin. Every season is a journey. I think the next one up there is from Fiddy. If you're a winning coach, I will gladly see your crack. (laughs) Words to live by on Wesson Walker. If you're a winning coach... I'll gladly see your crack.
3: Hopefully maybe one day, you know, Frank Reich will crack his way onto the winning coaching
1: list maybe maybe one day. Speaking of winning and losing, <laughs> let's go to pick 'em again. All of us tied at 10 and 5. I forget how I made up the ground. Don't know how, cuz I think I was last when I picked. No, Char- we
3: were we were 7 and 2. Cuz I picked Charlotte to beat Maryland. Oh no. I'm gonna double check my math. You might be one game behind me, No, nope, it's already locked in. Yeah, you said that last <laughs> week. I remember that. Okay,
1: we're ten and five. It's already locked in. It's Edston Stone. The tablet is set. Florida State <laughs> at Clemson. A nooner between Florida State and Clemson. Who are you going with, Wes? I'm going with FSU. I think
2: Klebnik, uh The party is about to end for him, as far as the numbers he's been putting up the last couple of weeks. I think that uh, party is about to come to a screeching. Oh, I think you're going the other
1: way on this, Fitty.
3: I am. It's Saturday. That game is in Death Valley. And even though it's a nooner, Memorial Stadium is going to be rocking west. You going? No, man. We didn't end up being able to go. You coming, (laughs) bro? (laughs) Yeah. Give me the Tigers at home by a field goal. I'm not ready to quit believing in Dabo's dynasty. Florida State wins.
1: Even if there was a hiccup against Boston College, I believe in the Seminoles. Colorado at Oregon. 21-point dogs. The Buffaloes come into this game. I'll go first on this one. I do think Oregon, they end up winning against Colorado. I'm not where Kevin Todd is saying that Colorado won't reach a bowl game, but I don't think they win against a top-10 opponent in the Ducks.
2: Oh, man. Uh, As much as it pains me, I think this is going to be a great game, but... I always think that teams have to go through some adversity during the season. Stars always have to go through a little bit of adversity. I think Oregon at home gets it done as well. I think it's going to be a little bit closer. I think Colorado covers.
3: Autzen Stadium, one of the toughest places to play in all of college football. The Buffs, the Buffaloes get their first loss in the Pacific Northwest, but they do cover.
1: Ole Miss has pulled off the upset against Alabama. They've done it. I just can't feel myself picking against Alabama week in and week out yet. I know they're not a top <laughs> 10 team anymore. I know this is a top 25 ranked matchup in the SEC. Ole Miss can do it, but I'm still going to go with Nick Saban and company to figure this thing out and not drop any further. Crimson Tide, they end up winning.
2: Yeah. Um, Where's this game? Is it the Grove?
1: No, it's in uh, Tuscaloosa.
2: It's in Brian Denny. I'm going Ole Miss, man. I I, oh No, 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 no. i this is hard. Uh, I'm going to go with Bama and Jalen Monroe, man. I'm going to go with Bama at home, not losing two in a row back-to-back. I mean, back-to-back
3: home games. I know Nick Saban has some like 28-3 and all-time against former assistants head coaches. He doesn't have a quarterback. Give me Jackson Dart and Ole Miss by a touchdown.
1: I've got Ohio State beating Notre Dame on the road. Give me the Buckeyes.
2: Ooh, that's a tough one, too. I'm going to go... With Notre Dame, I think they have the edge at quarterback.
3: Games at home, Saturday night in South Bend. I don't trust Sam Hartman, but I'm going to trust him Saturday. I trust him more than I trust Kyle McCord, Irish by six. Um, Give
1: me North Carolina to win against Pittsburgh on the road. That's we easy. have a clean sweep there with the heels. Yes. yes. If they don't win by two touchdowns, it's a loss. And clean <laughs> sweep, Seahawks beating Carolina. Anybody want to go out there and say the Panthers are going to win? No.
3: Kyle Bailey has his hand raised. Uh, all-time Carolina 5 and 10 against Seattle. 3 and 2 though in Lumen Field. They're one and one on September 24th, my birthday. Panther Fitty is back. Oh, yeah. Panthers upset Seattle 24-20. Red rifle. He's back, baby. All right. That should make wow. for an interesting week of shows, <laughs> if that's the case. <laughs> Wesson Walker back with
1: you Monday on 12-3. Keep it right here. Kyle Bailey show coming up next alongside Smoke Ludwig. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.